I was able to identify some of my thoughts as lies that changed a lot about my life but you might be feeling some type of way one day and you're just like your friends don't like you you're blah 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 mm -hmm. like these it's just a, a constant narrative but if you consciously like we have the victory in christ if you combat that by identifying that's a lie that is not true that has no basis in reality right now we come against that in jesus name right now also on top of that even if that lie were true it does not matter because i'm the beloved of god that is my identity the the reason they're a lie is because it's not your identity mm -hmm. that's the lie and that's why the enemy says that so the enemy tries to take what you're doing and define you by it. he tries to take your mistake and say this is you and god's like no no that's not you yes you made that mistake you were defined by my righteousness i have mercy for your unrighteousness mm -hmm. All right, how's it going, everybody? Thank you for listening to the Certain Destiny Podcast. I'm Daniel Schreiner. I'm Jared Fernandez. And uh, today we have a special episode for you guys. This is going to be this is going to be pretty different from every single one that we've done previously. So, if you are kind of expecting it to be similar to that, clear your expectations. Clear your <laughs> expectations because this is just going to be. A, no agenda a very chill this episode is chill this is just we literally have a eight hour loop of christmas happy jazz fireplace yeah all right so yeah we literally have this fireplace right now it is chill so we're going to just have a normal like conversation and then we're gonna do some some q a but um honestly my vision for this was kind of you know to do something special for Christmas and, and the holidays and just even winter for me is special. So I love to create things in this time. I wanna, I wanna do this in honor of that, to just let us be. Um, and I think that's kind of the message for, for you guys. This, this winter break is just, just be. You don't gotta be something. You don't gotta strive, just be. That's what this episode is going to be. It's just us simply being so yeah bro we here we here with jared it's good to have you back on jared yeah it's so good to be back i love doing this man it's so cool so yeah bro no agenda bro no agenda like do you want to share what you have been learning about hezekiah yeah sure um and all right so hezekiah was the king of judah it says he trusted in this is second kings chapter 18 verse 5 it says he trusted in the lord god of israel so that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah, nor who were before him. So God was saying he trusted the Lord to the point where it was like, this man was different. You know, like mm -hmm. he was, so you can imagine if God's going to give somebody that title, that person needs to still remember who God is. Yeah. You're God saying, this man is, he trusted me like no other king. So you can imagine if God's saying that to somebody, he's like, but I'm still God. Mm -hmm. I'm still God. I'm still the one who made him king. I'm still the one who... Uh, got him to this place and, and God wants us to remember that yeah. obviously and he also says that in a couple verses before he did what was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father David had done so he's a good he's a good king it said um, I mean I'm not going to read this whole chapter but the Lord was with him he prospered wherever he went and he rebelled against the king of Assyria and did not serve him so he was uh, he's a righteous man you mm -hmm. know he, he was doing good in the sight of the Lord so mm. And he was prospering so he's like on the mountaintops here you know he's he's feeling good and it's easy when we're there to feel like we did something mm. <laughs> it's easy when we're up there to feel like yeah. man i climbed this mountain and god's like man i carried you up this mountain uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> you know, he's yeah. like what are you saying so so it says in verse 13 it says and in the 14th year of king hezekiah king of assyria 
came up against all the fortified cities of Judah and took them. I looked this up. Hezekiah built up 10 out of the 15 cities. Mm. You know how easy it is to feel like those are my cities. Mm. Those are mine. I built those up. Yeah. And now the Syria came up and took them. Then Hezekiah, king of Judah, sent to the king of Assyria to, at Lachish saying, I have done wrong. Turn away from me. So he's asking Assyria, just go, please. And he said, whatever you want, impose on me, I will pay. He's at that point of desperation. Just go and says, and the king of Assyria assessed Hezekiah, king of Judah, 300 talents of silver and 30 talents of gold. That was like over $200 million, I think, mm. in my study Bible says something like that. So Hezekiah gave him all the silver that was found in the house of the Lord. Mm, that's not his. And in the treasury of the king's house. At that time, Hezekiah stripped the gold from the doors of the temple of the Lord and from the pillars which Hezekiah, king of Judah, had overlaid and gave it to the king of Assyria. Mm. So now this temple that he rebuilt, he actually took away the the pagan worship things of the temple. He, he removed those things and now he's removing the good thing that he put back. Mm. Now he's giving away that thing mm. that was that is God's. That is God's and I mean, it's literally, the t it says, found in the house of the Lord. Yeah. It's, it's very much so God's just, I mean, just like everything else is, but this is like, this is the holy, like this is yeah. the temple, you know? Yeah. So there's, there's a weight to it. And uh, so he gives that all to the king of Assyria and and then he, and then the king of Assyria has the nerve. Now he thinks he's, you know, the king of Assyria is built up. He's now he's boasting against God, and he's saying like he was just mocking God, and saying, you know, where was the king of Samaria, the king of this? Where was I mean, not the king, the God? Where was the God of all these other nations? I'm gonna take you just like I took them. Mm -hmm. And what God was showing me was like, he let Hezekiah get to that place. He, you know, it's it's a bad thing what Hezekiah did, right? Mm -hmm. It's not mentioned again. You could read every, there's three accounts of Hezekiah. It's not mentioned in any of them. And when God responded, because Hezekiah prays, cries out to God. I'll talk about that in a second. And then God responds. He doesn't mention at all what Hezekiah did. Because what Hezekiah did, God, God allowed. God mm -hmm. allowed that because he was after something else. Mm -hmm. He was after Hezekiah and he, and he was getting to that, like, I need you to remember that I gave you these things. And it was like, even though, he, again, like, he did was wrong, but he needed to humble Hezekiah and be like, everything, you can just as easily fall. Because, again, just before this, it's saying that he trusted God like nobody else. Yeah. God said that about Hezekiah, but even to that man, God still has to teach him to be humble. God mm -hmm. still has to show that man that it's me, that you're trusting in me, that th those 10 cities you built up aren't yours. This temple that you yeah. built up isn't yours. It's all mine. So he let him get to that point of fear and, and get him uh, of you know like just go away and, and he let that happen so that hezekiah can be humbled so that he can realize that i i'm i'm king of israel but god's god of israel that's mm. there's something different mm. that's that's different wow he needs to understand that his power is lended to him his power it's not given he doesn't say okay king hezekiah you got it it's like no king hezekiah i'm gonna help you do this i'm gonna show you how this is done i'm gonna lead you through being a king i'm i'm the reason why you prospered i'm the reason why you had all that money to begin with i'm the i got you everything that you have and if you ever think it's yours i'm going to take it back mm. and he said even if it, it, he, he gave it to the you know the king of assyria uh, you read a couple chapters god got it back okay mm, yeah. <laughs> he destroyed the king of assyria you know his own sons killed him god he gets his glory mm. <laughs> he yeah. gets his glory no one's gonna mock god forget that yeah, you god, is mind? Not he, god is he, not mocked he he's not mocked he won't allow that then he literally mm. he, oh i went right to a part where he's mo mocking them he goes now therefore i urge you give a pledge so this is somebody speaking for king um 
Sennacherib or whatever. He said, I urge you, give a pledge to my master, the king of Assyria, and I will give you 2,000 horses if you are able to, on your part, put riders on them. So now he's just mocking Israel. Mo- I mean, like, Judah. It sounds like he's saying, like, I, I'll give you these things if you can even handle it. Yeah, yeah. Right. To the, to if you can put Hezekiah. riders on them. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> so all of what just happened, right? He, mm-hmm. gave, he gave them the money. They come back. They, they're saying they're going to destroy this whole place. And now, guess what Hezekiah is doing? He's in sackcloth crying out to God. Mm. And, and the reason, that's why I'm saying it, God allowed those mistakes. God allowed that to happen because now it got him back yeah. on his knees remembering who is God. Yeah. Now, so it, it took all of that to get him there. But now he's back on the, in that place of dependency mm-hmm. of God. I can't do this. He's, gonna, he's, he's talking about you, God. He can't do that. He can't do that to you. And mm-hmm. God's like, I, I got it. it. Once those things happen, once all those events happened, that's when Hezekiah started to pray again. That's mm. when that's when Hezekiah mm. cried out to God. And that's when Hezekiah dressed in sackcloth and realized who he was in comparison to God. Mm-hmm. I read the other two of, accounts of Hezekiah. There's Second Kings, Second Chronicles, and Isaiah. This is the only time that God that the Bible mentions God mentions Hezekiah taking the gold off the doorposts. And it was interesting because it was like, why not? And then God kind of put on my heart. He's like, you know, that's not who he was. That's right. not how I, I didn't define him by that mistake. That mistake, I was after something else in that. But mm-hmm. I, I don't need to beat him up about it. Literally, it describes him. He did right in the sight of the Lord as his father David did. God saw him as that. You could read it yourself. God doesn't say it once. How could you take what was mine? How could you do this? How could you do that? He was just after something. He was mm-hmm. after something in particular that um, was specific to Hezekiah. So, yeah, so that's what I learned about humility mm. today. Wow. And it, it definitely is so relevant to us people who want to get into ministry you know literally me that's why i'm talking about it because i was just doing that where i'm getting comfortable with the results i'm getting comfortable with seeing like oh jared you're doing a good job jared this you know and then oh that helped me that helped me it's like okay i'm getting good at this and god's like hey hey, like this is my ministry what you do you do unto me and that's it and that is it that has to be that has to be it you know it has to be the only thing and then yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a. I have a lot to go off, like different points that kind of came to mind right, with all it. of that. So the first, you know, just like blanket statement, God's after your heart, as you can see from not only that text, but also just like me and Jared's lives <laughs> recently, like everything that goes on is because he's after your heart. Even your own sin goes on. God is allowing your own sin to go on because he's after your heart. Whenever there's uh, a sin that is you're struggling with, it's easy to very much just focus in on just that and get caught up completely in that. And then that, you know, starts going into, is this who I am? Is this, you know, is this what defines me? Um, and, And that's, you know, it messes with everything. It messes with everything. And that's exactly what the enemy wants it to do. That's, that's his... You know how he's going to try and use your sin. Sin in itself is terrible. It's you have to hate it. There's nothing like good about it. But God can, in a sense, I would say, redeem uh, like what it's doing to kind of show you, hey, I, I want this in your heart. This is the area that you can grow in. This is the area where we need deeper intimacy. And this is how he's kind of giving it a redemptive purpose to um, just bring you closer to him. So whether it's like this sin shows that you actually don't trust me and it's it can be so deep. It can be you don't trust him. It can be you you value your pleasure more than him. It can be anything. But these are, you know, those are just some things that 
I've heard it could be that you just aren't invested, man. Like he wants all of you. He wants your complete heart. Recently, I have been going through my files. I have a hard drive. I called it the grand folder. And it has a file for every single year of my life. And basically all of the files that I have from that year are in it. That's cool. I love having it. Sometimes I just go and, and look at, at yeah. like, wow, this, I remember 2018, mm -hmm. 2017, like, bro, great years, great years. In 2019, I was just completely sold out for God. Every part of me was sold out for God, man. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm a, I love to create. I would consider myself to be very much uh, a creator and um, the content that I made and how it displays my my heart for God really brought me back to that place of being like, yo, I'm back. Daniel's back for God, bro. Right, like, right. this is exactly what he's after. This is <laughs> like, this is what he wants. Mm -hmm. Just me and me to be completely sold out for him. Mm -hmm. Everything that I do to be for him, like that's exactly what he wants. And he'll he'll use pretty much anything to to get there. So that's that's a huge thing, you know, that we can see from that. If he wants you to be humble, he'll use your actions and and uh, you giving away the gold and all of that to bring you to your knees to where you right, realize right. I'm completely dependent on him. So mm -hmm. that is something that comes to mind. But yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I think I'm gonna leave it at that. Yeah, that's yeah. no, good. We've been talking about this so much recently. Like, I, this is not new for me and Jared. This is just something like, man, I just I had to share that, bro. Yeah. But yeah, me and Jared have definitely been talking about that whole concept for a couple of weeks, man, since Thanksgiving break. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, bro. Hey, one thing, even today, bro, I'll, I'll give an example of today. Today I was at church, man, and um, in the moment you have no idea what is going on, but in mm -hmm. retrospect, you can see that the fact that there was no specific thing that you were just tripping for no reason, literally no reason, <laughs> literally nothing, <laughs> quite literally no reason at all. Yeah. It's a, it's a spiritual attack. Yeah. Like he, God needs us to f get to that point of where, oh my gosh, everything's crashing. <laughs> yeah. It has to feel like that. It has to feel like that for the weight. And like, cause then if we had never feel like that, then. We'll never see the how amazing it is when God pulls us out of something. You know, right. like He has to let it feel. We have to feel like it. it sorry, disregard everything I just said. Keep talking. No, I, th I, I, I'm not going to disregard. Okay, because I think that's really good. But like, it, it just shows even afterwards. Like that showed me like I was a lack of trust, and mm. also just it also displayed His authority and His power during the worship how much like victory he just has yeah. over everything like he is the victor mm -hmm. in every situation it might not seem like it in th it really might not i've realized there's a lot of different situations i could be speaking to right oh, now yeah. where you're like there is uh, yeah, but there but are. man like i just i have faith that god is the victor in every situation he is not mocked it, and like what you were saying about um like did it did it really take that kind of thing like it yeah. just shows how valuable we are how priceless mm -hmm. we are to god that um the fact that it took the son of god's own death and mm -hmm. resurrection that's pretty extreme like that's kind of like the last resort right. extreme <laughs> so yeah like if he's willing to yeah. do that, he might be willing to do some other, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. He might be willing to humble you 
yeah that, that's honestly that that's how i was feeling i was just thinking god i mean first of all i was thinking because like he gave me like a glimpse of what was happening i was like going through some i mean not going through i mean it was a rough week not like terrible but it was it was a frustrating week for sure it was frustrating so this morning like getting some clarity about it was so nice and then I, that's what i was thanking god for was like thank you for seeing me as worthy enough to be worked on mm. like you see me as wow just worth worth talking to like uh, that that was amazing that that's that was a nice feeling to be like all right god like you do want to work through these things yeah. with me you want to talk with me you want to sanctify wants, me that's, like you know that's the purpose bro. yeah it's cool like he he just wants our heart man i'm just like all he wants is that relationship we can just rest in the fact that he enjoys us he he enjoys time with his creation he, right. like that's what he come on man yeah yeah he loves us he loves he us really, bro. Really it's good um and one one more thing i yeah, want to say i do want to get to the q a okay cool. um but I just want to stress, like, go at your own pace. Go at God's pace. Yeah, okay, I see you, I see you, I go see you. Go ahead, go ahead, no, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. Okay, good. I'm glad that you feel oh, that yeah. way because oh, I, yeah. this week, oh, I'm this, came that way. To mind, this came to mind when I was on the phone with your dude, dad. So I'm I was so like, okay. glad that you bring this up. Right, I was right. I was like, I was praying. I'm like, God, I want to say this. Okay, go ahead, just finish right. your thought. And so go at your own pace, man. Like, oh, yeah. don't. Amen, dude. Amen. God has been revealing to me and, and about my, you know, just some some things that, you know, situate my own personal walk with God. Like, hey, this is where you are, by the way. Like, this is, I'm just going to reveal where your heart is right now. And it's cool, man. Don't try and, don't try and get to this final, don't try and rush this. Right. This is where you are now. And allow me to continue yes, doing my thing. Yes. God's got his own pace. Like, you don't have to try and strive to be this or that god right. if if you're walking with god and you and you have him like he will bring you to that place if you're trying yes, to grow like yes. i i don't know like if you're not growing slow you're not, not growing, growing you know all. what i mean you're <laughs> yeah. it's, it's going to be a false and then you see you 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 come to a situation where you needed that growth mm. and you just collapse yeah, because it wasn't yes, real exactly. it wasn't rooted it wasn't strong no man, let's go to the q a okay ahead, yeah. maybe i'll get to it later Okay, uh, we're going to move on to the Q&A section right now. And as we transition, I have a word from my, my good friend, my brother in Christ, Walker. Um, I just, I was at a meal with him and he felt like sharing this with you guys. So after this, we're going to get to some of the questions that you guys asked us. Hey, y'all. Um, I just feel like, I feel like some of y'all have been going through a season where you felt tormented by fear. And I just feel like the Lord is telling you that he has you in his hand. He's never going to let you go and that he enjoys your presence. And he just wants you to know that everything is going to be a-okay and that you're so loved, seen, adored, cherished, and just incredible. So you have a blessed day. And um, God be with you. Amen. Thank you, bro. That's wonderful. All right, so to get us started, we have our first question from Rhea. Shout out to Rhea. Um, this, is a, this, is a, this is a big one. <laughs> walking in obedience and walking in freedom. How are they one and the same? Now, I'm going to say that again because at first glance at that question, I was like, huh? But walking in obedience... 
aka submission aka um aka obeying god and walking in freedom um aka freedom Uh, (laughs) i just want to slow that question down walking in obedience and walking in freedom how are they the same thing and the reason that it's a question worth being asked is because typically they seem opposed to each other if you're free then I guess the mindset's typically right. you're free oh, yeah. from rules. You can do whatever you right, want. Right. But obedience is very much, uh, no, don't do whatever you want. Do what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So how how are they the same kind of thing? You wanna you wanna start? You can start. You got something? Or, well, actually, yeah. So I mean, like, no, go ahead. You can start. My my initial thought would be that we're always going to be um, in submission to something whether that's our desires whether that is other people's opinions about us whether it's lies like you're essentially if you're in submission to them if you're doing what your first desire is if your initial desire is to like snap back at somebody you're kind of you're just being a slave to your desires you're in obedience to your desires if you just are like I'm free to say whatever I want. I don't got to yeah. worry about you. No, you, you're be still like just living in submission to yourself, which is not freedom. Mm-hmm. You're living in submission to a, a sinful nature. That is not true freedom. Um, true freedom is to be able to deny yourself and to say, I don't have to do these things. I don't have to do what my flesh tells me to do. Um, instead, I'm free to love. I'm st- instead I'm free to do the right thing. Instead I'm free from I'm free from pressures that mm-hmm. I, that God is not putting on me. That's a big one. Like right. So when you are walking in obedience to God, what that looks like is um, honestly that it is denying yourself, which in turn enables you to do the right thing um, right. and frees you from any external pressures, any obligations. That's the thing. Uh, That's the word, obligations. I'm not obligated to obey my flesh in any way. It has no power over me. Mm. Self-control is is the fruit that God's Spirit has produced in me. I don't have to because God. the way God works is not in an obligatory manner. God does not obligate you to do the right thing. He doesn't force you to like do this or that he gives you the freedom to do it and that's when you can say it's really a choice now i really have the choice if i'm going to sin then that's a choice yeah if i'm going to do the right thing that's also a choice yeah but that's when you actually can say okay I'm, i'm free to do this or that not i'm just going to uh give in to my own desires mm-hmm. because that's all you know you if that's yeah that's, i'm gonna leave it at that bro that was god bro that was not i did not have any of that in my mind before <laughs> i spoke so he thank was, you god you did not have that stored up this is so good yeah this is this yeah. is so good yeah you want to go to the next question seriously okay i don't know you think that's good i do think okay that's good. yeah so next question uh from Holia, shout out Holia. She said, what do you do on days that you're struggling to read the word? 
And um, read the word. No, I'm just, <laughs> you stole what I was gonna <laughs> oh, say. Oh, sorry, bro. I literally I just played for like five days. Dude, I'm so <laughs> sorry. Read the word. I can, no, I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, no, you can't imagine me saying that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they're just struggling to read the word. Like, yeah, read. Just read. It is challenging sometimes, and there's a yeah, there is a pressure of like consistency and being consistent in reading, and and that's we should read. We 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 must read. We must. What? Go ahead and talk, man. Are you sure, bro? I'm I so keep sure. cutting you off. No, I'm fine. Go. Okay. All right. So, all right. Here's what I would say, and this goes back to not only go at your own pace, go at God's pace. I don't know why I'm uncomfortable saying go at your own pace, because like, who's who says who sets that, bro? Like, mm-hmm. go at God's pace. Go at the pace that God is showing you. Um, this was. This was the conversation that I was trying to remember when I was trying to say the go at your own pace thing. When we were talking and you you were explaining this Hezekiah thing to me, I was just like, man, like, to be honest, that kind of in-depth study right now, like, I cannot see myself enjoying. Um, And you were like, hey, like, that's cool. That's that's okay. You don't you don't force it right now, because if it's not enjoyable, like it's not a task anything related to God should not be like this, this chore that you feel like you have to do. So right now, if you just can do a chapter, if you feel like reading a chapter, that's where he has you be there. Mm -hmm. Good. Like, and then, you know, as you go on, he'll, he'll get you to this place where you are doing in-depth studies and enjoying it. So that is, that that's huge for the go at your own pace thing. I would just say be there and then also just make sure that you're actually, when you're reading, you're not just reading, but you're actually being with him. Like if you're reading and you're not being with him, like there's there's things that can come from that. But like um, for me, I know that that's kind of my purpose in reading right now is mm-hmm. to just be with him to get get to know him better. It's it's to spend time with him mm-hmm. um, for me right now. So that's all I would say. Be with him and uh, do not force anything upon yourself that he's not trying to to force you. He's like don't put a pressure on yourself that God is not putting on you. Yeah, amen. All right, next question. Dude, don't, don't. I feel, I feel bad. No, it's it, it's good, man. You're saying good stuff. Okay, all God. Literally. Yeah, it's all God. Yeah. So this is this is a question from Taylor. What is the biggest struggle Christians in this generation face? How can we combat it? Um, there's no way two random guys from here <laughs> are going to know exactly like what the majority of Christians <laughs> right, struggle with right. but there's, I can and there's so many too. there is but we can we can definitely speak to what we encounter the most yeah and honestly go ahead yeah go are you sure I'm sure dude okay I, I, I think my answer would be lies and mm. when I kind of like right once oh, I yeah, that's, w- that's really good w- yeah once I was able to identify some of my thoughts as lies that changed a lot about my life like uh changed a a lot about who i see myself as um there's thoughts that just run through our mind and you kind of allow them to kind of root in your in your soul even if you might not be conscious of it but but you might be feeling some type of way one day and you're just like your friends don't like you, you're blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like these, it's just a, a constant narrative. But if you consciously, like we have the victory in Christ, if you combat that by identifying, that's a lie. That is not true. That has no basis in reality right now. We come against that in Jesus' name right now. Also, 
on top of that, even if that lie were true, it does not matter because I'm the beloved of God. That is my identity. And if I have that, it does not matter whether my friends like me or not. Yeah, it doesn't matter the, whether they think I'm mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like the truth is your identity as the beloved of God. And when you have that, you have everything you need to shoot down these lies. Yeah, the thing about lies is that they, the, the reason they're a lie is because it's not your identity. Mm -hmm. That's the lie. So there's truth in what it's saying. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah, you are nothing. Com and before you met Christ, before you met Christ, you were nothing. Mm -hmm. And that's why the enemy says that. So the enemy mm -hmm. tries to take what you're doing and define you by it. He tries to take your mistake and say, this is you. And God's like, no, no, that's not you. Yes, you made that mistake, but I don't. I you are defined by my righteousness. I have mercy for your unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. uh, in like verse twelve, it says, "And I will forgive their wickedness, and I will never again remember their sins." Mm -hmm. It's like which you, you're not defined by that anymore. God, He says, "I won't remember them." He's pushing them aside and saying, "That's not you. You, you are one with my Son now, and mm -hmm. that's all I see you as." And your mistake, of course, you're gonna fall. Of course, you you have a sinful nature. And it's you and God versus, the, versus that. It's not you trying to figure out how to stop sinning and God getting mad at you. That's how you end up in a cycle. That's how you end up believing the lie. That's mm -hmm. how you end up believing that because it's not you and God versus sin. It's I, I can't do this. You're right. You can't do this. Mm -hmm. God's not waiting for you to be able to do it. He's waiting for you to accept his grace. Mm -hmm. That's what he's waiting for you to, to walk in. And you can only get there is if you, if you go to God. Mm -hmm. If you go to his throne and what does it say, come boldly. It's the only way we're going to get there is if we go to him and let him bring us that peace. Yo, that's, that's amazing. Like, uh, who are you, man? Who are you? Ask yourself that question. And if your identity is found in, in something else other than I am the righteous, I've been given the righteousness of God, something, you know, given to you by God. I'm the beloved. I'm. I. I've been given this righteousness. Like, then, uh, you know, that's that. That just simply reveals where you are. Um, but I wrote this in my notes. My mistakes say nothing about me. I'm living from the character that is the righteousness of God. Mm -hmm. Anytime I fall short of of that, it's not that those are the things that define my character. It's those are the things that are out of character. So. Yeah. So right. yeah. Because my character is now defined <laughs> right, as right. by the righteousness of God. Uh -huh. um, so yeah, man, like that's that's so good. That is so good. Yeah. So this next question is from John, and it says, "What is the believer's highest calling in this life?" Yeah, I mean, that can be interpreted that question in different ways. Like highest, highest calling. calling. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> what I found. I'm only 19 here, but what I found is keep seeking God. Literally, Jesus says, what are, the, what are the greatest commandments? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, yeah. soul, mind, strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. So, I mean, love. <laughs> yeah, love, that bro. Is, that is yeah, the, that um, is it. yeah. It's very big. It's very, it's what's different about Christians. It's what's different. Should I, be. I, well, what, I'm not saying other religions don't love. I'm not trying to bash anybody, but what I'm saying is there's a certain kind of love that only God brings to the table mm -hmm. because his love put his son on a cross. Yeah, bro. That's a different kind of love. His love said, you don't deserve me. You don't deserve my time. You don't deserve my intention. But it's, but I want it. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. but I want it. Even though I'm going to go down, that's why God was reminding me of how humble it was to be born, to live the life that he lived, to die the death that he died, because he was allowing it to happen. Mm-hmm. That's so much humility, because if it, it, he could have stopped it. Do you understand? Like mm-hmm. He could have destroyed everybody that was mocking him. But he sat there on the cross and said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Mm. That's love. So if you have that love with you, there has to be something different about you. Yeah. There just has to be. You, you, the love that you received is a supernatural love, is a godly love. There's no way you're going to be the same. There's no way you're going to look or act or talk the same when you are living because God loves you. That's why you're living. Like literally, Okay, so Jesus said, what benefit is of you to love those who love you? Pagans can do that. I say love your enemies, right? He's saying to love. That's what will make someone go, what? So so when someone hurts you and you say, I forgive you, what? How can you do that? Because there's a love that, that's so above what just happened. There's a love that there's a there's a God behind you now. So it's like, I, I know that you hurt me, but my God, I hurt my God first. Mm. And he loved me instead and, and mm-hmm. regardless of that. And he died for me and wanted me. How come I can't love you? Mm-hmm. And that's why God says like, you know forgive like how you know you can't receive my forgiveness if you can't forgive it's it it's along that it's the love factor it's similar to him saying um if you don't love your brother if you hate your brother the love of god isn't in you Mm -hmm. because the love of god won't hate (laughs) the Mm -hmm. love of god doesn't hate the love of god doesn't hold forgiveness from people that's not what the love of god does the love of god comes down in a manger Mm. that's what you should be thinking about this christmas the love of god came down and was born God was born. That's how much he loved you. Wow. There's there's so much that's different. There's power in that. There's yes. so much power God in that. God was born. He was born to save you. What? Mm. What did you do? You sinned. You hurt him. You put him on the cross. And he, he that's all you did. That's yeah. that was your part in that. That was your part in the in the covenant. <laughs> mm-hmm. You 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 made a reason for the covenant. That's all you did. <laughs> yeah. you, you didn't do anything else. You made a reason for him to come down, and he did. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have to, but he chose to. Mm-hmm. That's beyond any anything we can think or imagine. That's beyond. That's beyond what that person did to you. Mm-hmm. That has to be. Yeah. That has to hit you harder than the way you just might have been hit. Yeah, it has to remind you. Wow, God, if that love is for me if that love is in me then then i have then me being this human me being nothing in comparison to you i i can be i am able to do this with your strength i'm able to do this because you're with me and then that person then something actually so in that forgiveness that's why there's so much power even as a non-christian there's power in forgiveness because that's what forgiveness does you're not holding anyone to their debt anymore Mm -hmm. or or even the hurt Right. Like yeah. That was something. Yeah. Like, like that's that's what I'm saying. Like, like when we're in relationship with God, He's still not just hurt by like everything. Like right. He's it's let, let go, go of it. I will remember your sins no more. Mm-hmm. It's done. It's I forgot them. I forgave them. It's dealt with. I paid for it. I'm not holding you up to that. You don't owe anything anymore. And like like you're saying with the hurt, and it's so easy when we're hurt to to want to hold that against people. It's like God, you know, you're asking me to pray for them, but. Don't you know what they did to me, God? Don't you love me? And God's like, yeah, like I, I know what they did. You have room to love now. Mm-hmm. I paid the ultimate price for you, for this relationship with you. I've loved you in a way that no one else can. That now, now you can love. Yeah, it's not like him saying, um, "Look at like the stuff that I've loved you through." Is not to like labor that or like harbor that on you. It's to show that 
with me, I can give you that kind of love for you to be yes, able to do that yes. too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's not easy, but it, it can be done. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing about forgiveness, and I think this can even be almost a misconception that the person needs to know. Hmm. That the person needs to know you forgive them. That's not entirely true. I mean, some people are in situations where the person that did them wrong isn't even here anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you forgive that person? That person that they're, they're nowhere to be found, like, I mean, just physically or just not in your lives and and that's a process that god takes you through because the the point isn't for them to know the point is for your heart to be changed towards them Mm -hmm. and to have the heart of god and the love of god for them that's the process that god wants to take you through Mm -hmm. it's not disregarding that you're hurt it's not saying it's fine there's a difference between it's okay and i forgive you see when you say I forgive you, you're aware of what happened. You know, you're, you're aware that there was there was weight. You're aware that there was something that that hurt me. God's saying He forgives you. Like there's something that needed to be forgiven. It's your sin, and that's that put Him there. So there's there's some there's an acknowledgement of what happened. All right. So this this last question is from Juju. Shout out to Juju, man, my guy. Uh, starting out holy nights, bro. So uh, yeah, shout out Juju. But his question is. What is your favorite thing about being chosen? Chosen is in all caps. <laughs> I think my favorite thing might be just taking God into every situation that I go into. Right. Like, man, I just, it is so, he is the God of comfort. Uh, even right now, I'm just comforted saying that. Like, I have him. He's for me. He's for my betterment. Like, that doesn't mean he's picking sides, but he wants what is best for me. And I can take him into any situation and he will comfort me. He is, he is, he's for me, man. Like having God with me is, is my favorite. Who loves me, cares for me. Like he's got my best interest, man. Yeah. I can't, I can't tell you how much that changes my life. That brings hope. And and it's very practical, man. Like this faith manifests, it's life altering. Because I have faith that, okay, um, God is with me. I've, I've been able to do a lot of things that I wouldn't be able to do if I was just Daniel by himself, navigating life, just trying to figure things out, man. Like, I would be so, um, so paralyzed right. by my lack of just hope, like my lack of any that that god-sized hole of like who's gonna go with me who's gonna who's gonna like be there for me you know i have somebody who's there for me in everything Mm. what i enjoy most i don't want to be this guy but i'm gonna be that guy what i enjoy most about being in relationship with god is being in relationship with god um i it's just so cool to be molded by him to be transformed by him to see how uh like what I was saying before, it's like he sees me as worthy to be worked on. That's so cool. Like that's so fun. Uh, it's not always fun. I'm not saying it always feels mm. good, and it's it's you know it's, cuts us down to build us up type thing. And that's that's good. I mean, honestly, if you could fall in love with the process, <laughs> your life would be great. You know, I mean, Paul. Mm. You see how he was rejoicing and mm-hmm. in prison, and how he was saying after all the things he's been through, like it was he he found joy in the lord so it's really truly amazing and yeah so just 
being able to have peace in a storm. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's such a such a blessing to be loved by God. Okay, guys, so that's going to be all for the Q&A and actually just all for this episode. Man, Jared, bro. Man, Jared, bro. Man, Jared, bro. <laughs> man, Deshron. Oh, man, bro. This is a good one. Uh, it's a good thank time. You. Thanks Always. for doing this. Yes. This, uh, you think they heard the dap up? Yeah, there was a dap up. There was a dap up. Put it, put it by the mic. <laughs> That's yeah, so y'all tough. heard that. Y'all That's heard so that. That's so tough. All right, so um, I hope that everybody has a really, really, really good, good, in the eyes of the Lord, winter break. <laughs> yes, um, enjoy, enjoy. Enjoy whatever it is that you have going on. You know, just wherever you're at for winter break it can feel like you know you can just enjoy life like you did back in elementary school back in i don't even know when yes. just when you were high on life bro just, <laughs> i hope it can feel like that for you guys have a, a wonderful christmas and definitely spend some time reflecting god was born for you like he took on that he humbled himself i definitely like just want everybody to just like be reminded of that in this podcast right now of, time to reflect upon what christmas represents and why we are taking some time to celebrate it like this is everything man this is the gospel that's the reason we celebrate christmas um is is to remember and kind of in my mind just honor emmanuel god among us just honor that honor god among us the fact that that is even a thing god among us such good news such good news guys we have that we have him now this whole story bro the whole gospel we have him now so not only do i hope you guys are just high on life over break but i hope you also just have him over break spend time with him and enjoy that enjoy that time in the in in just being loved by him allow yourself to be loved by him allow yourself to be transformed it's the best thing there is yeah so happy christmas Merry Christmas, Merry guys. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. See you guys next year. <laughs> oh. See you in the next one. J- no, I can't. It's too forced now. It's way too forced. <laughs> oh, maybe you could just add this at the end. Just add this whole thing of me like about like trying to force it. Right. But now. the whole thing is like, I'm not going to force it. I'm out. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> And for that reason, I'm out. And for that reason, for those reasons, I'm out.